Hello and welcome back to the Meal Planner podcast. This is your host Dan Hill and today we're joined by Great Britain athlete and middle distance runner Luke Hill. Uh, good evening Dan, thank you very much for having me on the show. Um, it's a pleasure. Um, today we're going to be discussing your different eating habits and how you effectively fuel, fuel your body for the different middle distance events ranging from the 800 metres to, to a 5k. So how would you effectively prepare your body for a park run or a 5k on a Saturday morning, which you've implemented into your training week? Um, on a Saturday morning, I find I, I often um, do not wake up in enough time to have a properly big meal. So I find I normally have about two to three Weetabix with um, a tablespoon or two of sugar, um, just to really uh, make sure I'm fueled up for the race. So you'd use those Weetabix as a source of glycogen, a source of carbohydrates, and then that sugar as a source of fat for that aerobic activity as it's the uh, highest amount of energy needed and the slowest yeah. release of energy. Yeah, and also I would often also have that maybe with a coffee, uh, probably a black coffee as well. So you'd use the black coffee and caffeine as a, as a stimulant, a type of supplement in order to, once again, mobilise those fatty acids and, and delay the use of glycogen? Certainly, yeah, and also to maybe feel a bit more alert and a bit more mentally prepared for the race as well. And um, would you ever have something like a banana or anything like that? Um, Yeah, maybe if I was still hungry. Um, Yeah, yeah, possibly. Yeah, if I was still hungry, I would have a bit of fruit. Have you ever noticed the difference having caffeine as a stimulant and delaying the use of glycogen and mobilising those fatty acids and therefore delaying entering that lactate threshold, potentially delaying that obla compared to maybe when you haven't had any, haven't had a coffee or a cup of tea? Um, maybe in longer distance events, such as a 10k, um, where you really do notice that shift between um, energy stores, but certainly not so much during a 5k and certainly not during a 800 um, event. Uh, has there ever been any other supplements you've experimented with, such as maybe creatine monohydrate, sodium or sodium bicarbonate? Um, yeah, before training sessions, um, resistance sessions, I would often use creatine monohydrate, especially when I'm aiming to improve my power. Um, so in sessions where I, I'm, so I know I will be deadlifting or squatting heavy, um, I will certainly take a sort of four milligrams of creatine just to. Um, increase that ATP PC system yeah and just just to mostly get the most out of the session make that session um, particularly beneficial um, but then other supplements may use um, after every race and after every session I will certainly use um, glycogen loading uh, not, not so much glycogen more just aid and recovery I will definitely have a whey protein shake um, just to really help those muscle fibres recover from a particularly intense session um, and, and in the following morning um, I will definitely have like whey, a whey protein as a substitute for milk in some cereal or some porridge, um, just to make sure the body is fully recovered after a particularly intense session. When I discuss glycogen loading, I mentioned that as that's something I've used in the past, um, specifically a week before the London Mini Marathon in which I qualified to represent the London Borough of Croydon. I entered a sort of depletion phase where I would compete in high intensity interval training or continuous training and lessen the amount of carbohydrate intake and two or three days before I ate a lot of pasta I think is the most slices of toast I've ever eaten um I did see a type of improvement as this race we specifically had to wake up very early at 5 a.m and get a coach there as we ran across the mall in in a sort of smaller um version of the marathon 
However, I don't think I would, it would be something I use regularly as I didn't particularly enjoy the depletion phase and can see some sort of tedium, maybe even reversibility occurring. And therefore, I would maybe stick to cups of tea and caffeine or even creatine monohydrate during more high-intensity interval training. Um, and just to add to that, Dan, I often find, especially during, um, when doing sort of glycogen loading, I find some during the loading phase, I often begin to feel quite sluggish. Um, and yeah, you, I just so, can sort of psychologically impact your build up to a weight, a race, as well as physiologically. What um, negatively? Yeah, because you, you something about being feeling sluggish and potentially looking quite bloated. You may not be going into a race feeling particularly confident. Um, yeah, psychologically. Uh, looking at uh, different training methods, obviously, as a middle distance to longer distance runner, the bedrock of all your training is continuous training, working at a lower intensity for longer periods of time, working in within that aerobic energy system. That is obviously going to be something which is the foundation for everything going on 10k, 12 kilometer, 8 kilometer runs. But how else do you, what, what other things do you do in order to avoid tedium, constantly using that continuous training? What other aspects of training do you use? Um Alongside continuous training, I often find myself doing lots of interval sessions as well. Um, so, so sort of reps on a track where we do, uh, for example, like a ladder session where ranging from 200 metres up to one kilometre reps, then back down to 200 metres. Um, what about fartlek training? Maybe yeah. going up to Riddles Down Common, That's I find yeah. that really useful, running on different terrains at different intensities sometimes really is really enjoyable in order to avoid that any tedium and, and yeah. avoid any um, repetitiveness yeah. which comes with um, training. And I suppose you can break intervals further down into sort of time period as well. So a quite a staple of my 5K training is always four minute um, run intervals because I know to run a... Roughly a kilometre. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, it would be roughly a kilometre so you can really push those last, that last minute to 30 seconds. Um, I suppose the world is alongside... Um, running, I like to supplement my training with, um, with sort of resistance training, especially single leg. So would you say that's sort of circuit training, going to the gym? Yeah, yeah. So circuit training, um, including sort of big compound exercises such as squats and deadlifts, as well as a bit more exercises that require a bit more stability, um, such as pistol squats, um, as well as lots of core training as well to help with the balance. And I find that that. That's quite a nice sort of marginal gain um, that I've found particularly that benefits my running. When you look at the different range of activities you do, obviously it ranges within the energy systems as well. So obviously for a 5,000 metres, you'd be um, looking at running it for the majority within the aerobic energy system. You could potentially be moving into the lactate anaerobic or even the ATP PC, maybe at the start of a race, determining your position within the race, taking someone over or usually you know with the sprint finish at the end but obviously predominantly you'd be using that aerobic system however the lowest uh, distance you do the eight the 800 meters where you would be predominantly using the lactate anaerobic system do you notice a lot of difference within those two races in terms of working at that lactate threshold uh the experiences of obla maybe the slower build-up of obla within the 5k and the feelings of um the build-up of lactic acid maybe the next day more in an 800 meters yeah, I mean, um, I certainly find an eight hundred a bit more taxing on the body, and I find that that sort of th those next couple of days are particularly quite um, what muscle soreness. Yeah, yeah, a lot of 
yeah, a lot of muscle soreness. Um, but then I suppose it varies about the 5K and then how intense the 5K was. Say you were running a 5K in order to try and like achieve a PB. A PB yeah. Um, I suppose yeah, I suppose it's it's a much different because you're not gonna you're not gonna quite attack a 5K as quickly as you would initially attack a 800 meters. And I suppose it, it, that's where that you get that real difference in intensity. And I suppose the 800 is is quite a yeah, well, very much a an aerobic event. So you are at the end of it, you will have a build up of lactic acid. Whereas, uh, and I suppose I suppose the onset is particularly quick as well. Um, and I, I suppose it's, I find it a lot psychologically a lot tougher as an event as well. So, what one would you say you enjoy running more? A five k? No, I quite enjoy the eight hundred. So you enjoy yeah. that that in that for, that yeah. threshold, that quick, intense. Yeah, I, I I really enjoy the tactics within the eight hundred meter race as well, like, um, like sort of in, trying to embed yourself in the sort of upper end of the pack and then really surging, um, about around the four hundred meter mark and then really really trying to test out the other runners. I find, um, I find sometimes the tactics in a five k can be a little bit more varied, um, and a bit more relaxed. Bit more tedious, to yeah. A longer event, yeah, certainly. When you when we were discussing, you said that the it can be taxing on the body two days after the eight hundred meters. How would you uh, try and combat that? Maybe as a warm up and a cool down. Yeah, certainly. I mean, um, I mean, whenever before any run, but especially before a run where you're intending to run a PB, you, I would definitely carry out full warm up. Um, so I would probably do a very light intensity jog, probably around a mile. And then I will go into some sort of foam rolling and then um, static stretches, just really, really loosening up, um, loosening up my muscles, loosening up the joints um, that I know are particularly going to be used. Such what as, kind of uh, specific skill-based practice do you do? Any strides? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, so uh, well, following that, following the static stretches, I'll move on to some sort of dynamic stuff. And then I will, then the last part of my warm-up will be focused about sort of running technique. Um... I'll, I'll make sure I'm positioned in front of a sort of mirror. I can have some way of viewing my technique and just sort of just sort of watching watching my stride, making sure each stride doesn't hit in front of me, hits underneath the body. So really make the most of every single foot strike. Really, um, yeah. And then a cool down well. after the session. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, certainly. Because I mean, you, I mean, the, the immediate you sort of your your body's. Just screaming, eat pop, heavy breathing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, you really do notice the early stages. Um, but then, yeah, well, once you sort of um, take on some water and your your body's your body's relaxed again, um, I'll try. I'll certainly go on another a little jog, probably around another mile, and then I will really do some really long static stretches. Um, really long, try and hold a minute, a minute of static stretch on each leg. Really try and flush out the lactic acid. Then, then sort. Of to um, use any foam rolling techniques on particularly sore muscles and then I will make sure I'm consuming something that's high in protein so probably a protein shake straight straight away um, just to really optimise that recovery. Okay great it's been uh, really interesting to discuss the um, different types of supplements training methods and meals you use to effectively prepare your body for the different activities you partake in. So thank you. No, it's been a pleasure, Dan. Thank you for having me on the show. And I just will say one thing that if you ever see Luke um, getting near me in a five kilometre race, you might want to check him for some (laughs) EPO. Uh, Thank you for listening.